This is Leslie. And this is Liam, and we are trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. We typically bring someone new to the table every episode, (laughs) but in this episode, we want to get real for a second on a part of the wealth journey that is really tough to navigate, uncertainty. Yes, it's just Leslie and me this time around. Uh, as we wanted to respond to a flurry of questions we've been getting, which have been pretty consistent both to Leslie and myself um, over the past few weeks about coronavirus, how we're coping, and what we all should be doing. Yep, but before we get into that heaviness too quickly, Liam, quick pulse check. How's your day going as a human being? Yes, I day's going okay. Standing desk came in. It's uh, adjustable on my kitchen counter. Nice. Uh, during the work from home period, so kind of starting to warm up to that, and and it's part of the daily routine now. Um, otherwise, the day I mean the day's been kind of weird, right? It's mm-hmm. you know we're we're indoors for a lot of the day, and then one of the most exciting things is an afternoon walk and in chicago the weather hasn't quite warmed up yet yeah but but even that 35 degree walk is very refreshing this morning i was able to see the sunrise on the lake so finding the silver linings right so on brand i love it um, and the day's good because it's it's hump day and we are gearing towards the weekend and i have a big virtual family happy hour with about 25 to 30 cousins <laughs> RSVPs pending, which is going to be an absolute mess. Um, so it, it'll be great to see everybody's face for a minute. It'll be tough to hear 25 voices at once. Right. So my, day's go, my day's going pretty well. Like, no getting around it. It is weird. I think it's weird. You know, you mentioned uncertainty and there, you know, there's some some unfamiliar things going on. I think that's just all it is. You know, you talk to your mentor, who you look up to, and they'll also reply, hey, I don't know, we haven't really experienced anything like this, but we're all in it together, right? And that's kind of the silver lining that I think we've found, and that's, I would not otherwise be doing a happy hour with every single cousin on one side of my family, um, or I wouldn't be, you know, bearing the cold in, in Chicago to go out for walks in the middle of the day <laughs> randomly. Right. But I, I'm going to shoot that right back at you, Leslie. How is your day going? Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a lot that I want to ask about. Primarily, one, how are you getting 25 people all in one video conference at the same time? Um, but I don't that recommend, would honestly... but I will share. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would honestly be me deflecting a little bit, Liam, because my day's been... My day's, you know, I've had better days and I've also had worse days. Um... It, it's it's weird. I've got a good home office set up, really beautiful apartment, and there's so much that I feel like I should be grateful for. Um, but would also be lying if I said that every minute or every day just feels kind of like a walk in the park. Um, and so there's a little bit of guilt that comes with that, right? Because I'm like, okay, well, I've got job security right now. I've got a roof over my head. For the most part, all of my family members are well accounted for and taken care of. Um, got access to food, but at the same time, it's like I'm so used to being in this lifestyle of hopping on the bus, hopping on the train, going wherever I wanted to go, and all of a sudden, that's just not really possible. So, um, yeah, my headspace is kind of cluttered recently, but 
I'm really happy because a lot of my friends for my birthday, um, I think you're included on this, Liam, <laughs> ended up getting me some really specialty teas. And for those of you seed yeah. listeners that don't know about my tea obsession, we're averaging around five to six Our, cups per day. Our tea obsession. <laughs> right, right, right. I One misspoke. of our favorite common connections. <laughs> I, I am slowly but surely transforming my entire network to be tea lovers. So be aware and, and you've been warned. But most friends chipped in for my birthday and got me these wonderful, literally wonderful, mini teas that are each, you know, single selection, um, like like a specialty teas. And I've been working through those boxes, just getting a new one every day. This morning I had an oolong tea and I just felt so good. <laughs> and I know Leo's laughing at me, even though we're not in the same room right now, but I don't care. <laughs> this is real, this is me. Your favorite tea, Leslie? It's really hard to pick one. It really is. It's a cop-out answer. No, it is. I'm serious. I mean, I think I probably have Ehi, my fiance, can attest to this. I think I might have like 30 different teas in the apartment right now. Let me just give you kind of a highlight of where I'm at currently in terms of favorite teas. I'm liking this kind of mint chai. It's not a mint, like a cool peppermint, but it's like a warm mint. I can't really describe it in flavor, but if it if it had a color, the color would be orange. It, it's very, it's just kind of like a kind of, yeah, if you know, you know type situations, but I digress. <laughs> okay, if you know, you know, and I have a feeling like nobody knows except you on, on that, but I, I mint chai, I'm, I'm there for it. Um, recommendation to the tea drinkers out there big fan of trader joe's they didn't pay me to say this <laughs> ginger turmeric herbal tea awesome Ooh. midday or late afternoon cooling down yes um, big fan of that one i i just picked that one up and i've been having it every day since working from home so yeah there's silver lining there more tea more tea more tea all the time um no it, it, it's a valid question Liam because at the end of the day we all kind of find those silver linings like you mentioned um those small things we can latch onto within our within our sphere of control but if I'm being honest uh we are recording here towards the end of March and there is a lot that is not in our control right now um mm. what I've resulted to doing is actually turning off notifications from most platforms just because there is such an influx of data out there and being a numbers driven person I thought you know the more data points I have the more I'll be informed the less stressed I will feel Liam, that did not happen. <laughs> that has not been happening. It's like yeah. the more you learn, the more there's just so much out there. However, I am finding myself grounded in a couple of ways to try to navigate that uncertainty and 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 try to make sure that I'm staying in a good kind of long-term headspace, long-term finance space, all all that great stuff. So I don't know, curious if, if you've been kind of reacting to coronavirus, market transitions, how have you been reacting to that stuff yourself? Yeah, no, I, I, I like your point a lot, Leslie, about the long-term outlook. Mm -hmm. um, while, yes, over the past few days, the market's been extremely volatile and um, there's been more downs than ups. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's continuing to think about how or, or why I invested the money I did, why 
I, you know, what, what my overall goals are and how I relate that to my budgeting and my personal finance life, the money I have in savings. Um, and that's exactly it. It's all the money that I've kind of put away and, and have been budgeting is all all money that I don't really plan on touching for a long, long time. And mm. and as, as trends show, um, you know, the market's down, it'll, it'll be down, it'll come back up. Mm. And um, you know, based on the goals that I've set for myself, the money that I'm, I'm not putting money in one day and trying to take it out two days later and make a million dollars, it's just right. not, it just doesn't align with the goals that I've set for myself. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it, obviously you don't want to see these downward trends in the market, but um, but just continuing to remind myself of, oh, wait, why does it matter? You know, right. if, it, if the market continued to rise over the past three weeks, why would that matter right now, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it is completely reactive. And, and um, look at it. I mean, that's a really good transition because we mentioned we've received a lot of, um, I think I said a flurry of questions, which is actually true. Leslie and I have been receiving a lot of the same questions from a lot of our listeners yeah. um, of how to react right now. Um, and and that's kind of my mindset on it. Uh, Leslie, do you want to add anything to that point? Yeah, no, I, I feel like you and I are so aligned. And, and honestly, that's what we believe at, at Commonwealth Coaching and at Seeds in general, right? It's it's connected to this why. It's not connected to the short term. It's not connected to what everyone else is doing or getting caught up, caught up in a hype or even blindly following advice that you don't truly understand in the context of what you're hoping to achieve. Um, and so I know that's that that's a different philosophy than a lot of people have right now. And I want to start off by pointing out obviously Liam and I are not investment professionals we are well informed well educated young people who are figuring this out in real time and still Liam you mentioned mentors earlier what I'm hearing from thought leaders what I'm hearing from mentors what I'm reading in the literature what I'm hearing on podcasts is think about that long-term scenario and when you're trying to capitalize on something that's happening in the short term you really have to be strategic about how you do that. Um, without getting too much into our questions, I, I really like this one adage that I heard um, from one of the kind of investing things. It, it might have been Warren Buffett, but it also might be a cop-up, and I'm just using his name, um, just to be honest. But it, it is something interesting. When you start to walk around and you hear people on the bus, or you're seeing everyone in your Twitter feed, or your grandmother's asking you about, oh, it's time to buy stocks. That is exactly the moment where you should stop and ask the question, wait a minute, why is everyone following this one pathway? Are they missing out on something big? You can apply this to real estate, you can apply it to anywhere else. When the critical mass of of a population is all trying to do the same exact thing at the same time, there may be an inherent flaw in the way that they're assuming how they should be acting in the situation. And at that point, it's really time to dig deep, be a mature investor, a mature steward of your finances, and define your own path. So that's my philosopher hat going on. But Liam, let's read out some of these questions because I think we're even just starting to scratch the surface on a couple of them already. Yeah, yeah. The, the first question that um, that both of us have received is, is simply how to react to the market, and <laughs> and and that's something that I think both of us have kind of been 
just we were just kind of beating around the bush and in, in what we just said and kind of an indirect answer to that question um but i i think my greatest tip of advice to somebody that might be asking that and again we're not market investing professionals um but you know just kind of using the context that we have um the literature we've read the, the conversations we've had i i actually try not to so again the question is how to react to the market i try not to really react um i wanted to maintain my proactive strategy um and and you know with that being said yes i did have a little cash put aside for when this downturn eventually happened whether that be right you know now if it continues to go down or maybe it'll go up tomorrow but we don't know that mm-hmm. um or if this downturn happened next year right I, i was a little bit more proactive and just kind of prepared for for a moment where things became a little bit more uh, affordable in market right right <laughs> and and again not not reacting on a whim and and completely going in on something but just kind of i guess adjusting my proactive strategy and understanding yeah, okay maybe it is time to time to take advantage of, of a little bit of this but mm-hmm. in a in a more you know in, in less of a an emotionally reaction way and more of a, a confident confident play if if that makes sense yeah um, yeah So, so and I like that I like the play on words there so it's maybe not you're actually you're not actually reacting but you're continuing your proactive strategy and what's happening in the market right now is allowing you to continue that proactive strategy so whether you were you know all in on ETFs and index funds or whether you were all in on getting your debt paid off whatever your long term strategy was you're using what the current environment is doing to be able to further advance your long-term goal rather than in the short term try to change what your goal may be or follow kind of the current of what others are doing losing sight of what your goal is it is that is that what you were mentioning well said well summarized <laughs> i i i like that well i mean it makes sense cuz that's that's my same philosophy too right it, mm. when you talk about reacting um it always has to go back to like to the why and i i don't say that to be repetitive i say it because it truly trans transitions just acting and executing on things into what your happiness is um being able to have that purpose being able to have that vision is what really fuels us as human beings and not just the plain act of executing not just the plain act of of doing things differently it's like the why behind it um the one thing i'll add to your answer there how do you react to the market uh i would actually really use this time to pressure test how you're feeling from an anxiety standpoint and what i mean by that is do you find yourself being that person that has to constantly check your fidelity or morgan stanley app do you find yourself being that person that, that constantly has to check your net worth and i'm not talking about i should distinguish this I'm not talking about those folks that they're actually in a, a really compromised situation where they're nervous about their job security, where they're nervous about having a roof over their head or over their family's heads. That is a completely different situation and one that both you and I are are blessed as well as very lucky just by circumstance to not be in, right? So I don't want to discount that. I don't want to discount the fact that a lot of people right now have to make some make or break decisions. 
Luckily, that's not where you and I are. It's a place where I hope to coach a lot of people to get to, where you do have the luxury. In fact, you have the flexibility to decide right now, what's my pulse check on my anxiety levels? What's my pulse check on how I'm feeling with this situation? And what is it bringing up for me in terms of what defines happiness? I think it's interesting that a lot of us who like to go out and travel and, and kind of scratch that itch, a lot of us that like to go out and buy clothes, a lot of us that like to do a lot of things that end up kind of depleting our checking accounts or racking up that credit card debt. When push comes to shove, what do you care about the most? I'm thinking on my end. I want to have wine night at my girlfriend's houses. I want to see my grandparents. I want to chat with my brother and my mom and my dad. It, it's it's times like this which really distinguish what matters and what doesn't, as well as what truly gives back to you and what doesn't. I guarantee you that when we're talking about mental health right now, we're talking about trying to bring yourself out of this darkness, whatever, however you define it. No one's really recommending that you scroll online and go shop for a bunch of beauty products or scroll online and go shop for a bunch of shoes. Now, I'm not saying this to shame anyone, but I'm saying it because I fall into that same trap where when life is going so fast, I think that a lot of different things bring me a lot of happiness, but it's not really true. I can survive off of going to the grocery store once a week with my partner and the things that I crave are much bigger. So I think about reacting to the market as a time to be really self-aware, despite how uh, nervous or scary it may be. And Liam, I feel like this question bleeds into another one that we've been getting so much, which is specific to the market. Should I put all my money into the market right now? Is it a good time to invest? What are your first thoughts here, Liam? Yeah, I, uh, so one part of that question does stick out. And again, we are not investment experts, but um, we just kind of follow the goals that we've set for ourselves. And something that sticks out to me about this question is, should I put all of my money in right now? Mm. Uh, again, not really investment experts, but I think no. <laughs> Don't put all of your money in right this second. Not all of it, um, no. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, keep some. Um, <laughs> but, but that's, I, so like, realistically, I, I want to introduce this topic of, of dollar cost averaging. Yes. Um, which is something that's completely aligned with, with the goals that I set for myself. So it's very, very difficult to... Time the, uh, it's nearly impossible to time the market at its high and then time it at its low. So something that I was introduced um, you know, a few years ago when I started to put savings aside and get really into personal finance was this dollar cost averaging. And what that is, is rather than putting, I don't know, say for the sake of this example, rather than putting $100 in today, why don't I divvy that up and put $25 in every other week for the next eight weeks or so, right? So that way you're not really hitting the market at a high, but you're not hitting it at a low. So when you think about us as maybe younger investors where we really just want to get this money in so it can ultimately um, grow for us and, and mm-hmm. compound as, you know, as we continue to teach as mm-hmm. time goes by. Um, but I would hate to put all of my money in right now and then the market crashes. 
or in the very off chance you're super lucky, you put it all in right now, the market spikes. But that doesn't necessarily happen because nobody really knows when the highs, when it's at the highest or when it's at lowest. Yeah. So that would be my recommendation is, is yes, maybe you want to consider adjusting contributions. Transparently, I did. Mm -hmm. um, so I do dollar cost averaging and I put money in every other week um, to my investments. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I since changed the cadence to weekly, but I did uh, decrease my every other week amount a little bit. Mm. Um, and, and the reason being, because the market's been so volatile the past few weeks, almost every day, I didn't want to risk hitting it on a day where it's crazy up or a day when it's crazy down, right? I mm. wanted to work at a consistent level, so I, I am overall putting a little bit more money in, but in lesser amounts and a little bit more frequently. Mm. If that makes sense. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to hand it back over to you too, Leslie, but you think that's, you know, I guess what are your thoughts on that strategy? Liam, I honestly could not have explained it better myself. I think you captured perfectly that even when the market is kind of bearing its way down, no pun intended, um, at that point, you can't really figure out what where the exact bottom is. And so to say, you know, on any given day, in any given hour, in any given minute, oh yeah, this is the good time to put $5,000 that's been sitting in my checking account into the market. Not probably the best long-term strategy or even short-term strategy because you have no idea if today at 5.49 p.m. is the exact bottom of the market and you may continue to see that go down. So I, I could not explain that better myself, Liam. I'm 100% with you. The other thing I'll offer is when I think about what moves I should be making in the market, I always think about the allocation across my entire portfolio, across my entire network. And this is me personally what I like to do. I like to have around 20 to 30% of my entire network in some kind of relatively liquid form. So what I mean by that is in cash, in my emergency fund, in some really, really low risk and also very liquid assets. And in doing that, I have a bit of a cushion for some of my shorter term goals, as well as emergencies that may come up or just my day-to-day -day living expenses. So that 20 to 30% I try to keep effectively cash, we just call it cash. 80% of my portfolio, 80% of my net worth, I try to keep that into my investment strategy. I'm pretty young. I'm blessed to be in a situation where I can invest a lot every single month. And so I really heavily index that to try to be able to maximize that and then see returns over multiple decades. Within that 80%, I use a 90-10 strategy. These are also percentages. 10% for me is play money. What does that mean? Go listen to Gabe's episode on cryptocurrencies. Any interesting companies that I think are just amazing. Anything really that kind of piques my interest. I'm like, ooh, yeah, I want to go buy some of that stock. But here's the issue with doing those kind of risky moves or kind of, you know, listening to what's going on in the media. I feel like I am not as invested as an investor to understand and fully know the long-term potential of those stocks. It's more so for me, play money, a short-term interest of being involved in some way, but not hedging the majority of my portfolio on that investment itself. 
So that 10% is play money. That 90% is my long-term strategy. And that long-term strategy for a lot of people differs. It could be a target date fund in your 401k. It could be any type of allocation strategy you can look up online and resources like the coffee house investor or others that you like. But really that 90% kind of doesn't change. It's just, you know, maybe the frequency at which I'm, I'm contributing. So bringing it back now, when I think about what should I be doing, is there something that I should be investing in the market? I never want to disrupt those relative percentages. I never want to disrupt the fact that I want at least 20% in some kind of liquid form for the shorter term goals that I have as well as the expenses. I never want to disrupt the fact that only 10% of my investments are going to be play money. Once that starts to creep up into 15, 20%, 25%, at that point my portfolio is not balanced and it's at risk for underperforming based on what I know my long-term goals are. So I definitely, with everything that I have, plus one, the dollar cost averaging strategy, I'll also just lend the percentages that I use in terms of keeping the relative mix within your portfolio, something that you feel really strongly about and not uh, without thought adding more into that play money bucket or adding more into any one of the buckets within your strategy because that will result in an imbalance within your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly it. And, and Leslie, I, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm glad we were able to just kind of impromptu talk out loud, um, kind of brainstorm together with our listeners too. And listeners, thanks for asking these questions too. Really, um, you know, really interesting time for all of us and we're all learning together. As I mentioned, none of us have really been through something like this. Um, but ultimately, I, I want to highlight, if I were to give a little takeaway from some of the things that, I, that I've that i heard and that I just heard Leslie say is, it, it, it's not around mental health. Um, make sure that you're you know maintaining a healthy lifestyle. I know a lot of our routines have been adjusted and we've had to adapt to this unprecedented time. But I think it's really important to focus on mental health. There are a lot of resources out there. Um, I know in terms of exercise, which is something that keeps me sane. Um, I know Peloton is out there offering a free 90 days. And there are other resources. I know a few local gyms in Chicago are offering virtual classes. There's yoga sessions. Um, So yes, it's a really interesting time. And yes, you know, ultimately we don't want to think about stress when we think about money. Um, So let's make sure we're keeping our mental health right. Leslie, Mm. anything to add there? Yeah, Liam, uh, such a good point there on the mental health side of things. And I'll also just reiterate the need for self-compassion while you're practicing that mental health, while you're trying to navigate these waters. The reality is every day there's something new that comes out in the news. The reality is that this is a kind of global crisis that we're encountering for the first time. And so it is okay to not be okay. Um, it is okay to take an hour break or take turn that hour break into two hours. It is okay to decide to take a day and you were going to be productive that day, but you can't. I, I really just want to make sure that throughout all of this, we're all taking care of each other, uh, taking care of ourselves, and collectively working together to try to get ourselves through this time. So Liam, I love that you mentioned, you know, neither you or I are professionals specifically in the personal finance space, but we are 
big stakeholders. We are heavy advocates and we are intent on becoming the best coaches that we can be, helping others navigate this space. And so if there's something that you heard in this episode that you're like, yeah, that's awesome, let us know. If there's something that you heard in this episode where you're like, you guys should also know about this, let us know. That is the point of this platform. And honestly, listeners, we're so grateful to you guys for even giving me and I these questions, really thinking thoughtfully about what to do, and also just seeking out the broader kind of intelligence and thought of the community. It's awesome. And Leslie, I think that's spot on, is, is keep sharing with us. Um, typically, we'll share a real growth moment. We love sharing those and celebrating you and learning from you all um, and, and just spreading awareness on this topic as we collectively are all pursuing happiness, right? Seriously. And in the meantime, you can subscribe to Seeds, stay up to date with the community, continue submitting those questions and those growth minute moments. We really can't wait to be with you as we collectively pursue the happiness. And I think with that, Liam, are we signing off? We're all off? this together. Yeah, we're signing off. <laughs> Happy awesome. hump day, everybody. Happy hump day, listeners. We'll chat with you so soon. Cool.